You'll let me know when we're there. This show's on. We're this there? Show's on, yeah. We're on? Yeah. Okay, so we're, we're live right now. We're on Facebook, uh, LV Real Estate Radio. We're on LinkedIn. That's my LinkedIn page. And then we're also on YouTube, uh, LV Real Estate Radio. So uh, we're recording today. This is uh, Las Vegas Real Estate. Now we're recording for this Saturday. Uh, it'll air this Saturday, Saturday the 13th. Not Friday, Rick. Saturday the 13th. I know you were worried about that. Every day scary. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what you just heard there, was that was Rick Sanami from Equity Title. We also have Stacia Brain here from Old Republic Home Protection. Uh, and today we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh, I know that, um, uh, Stacia, you were going to talk about how the how you guys differ from some of the other yes. warranty companies we're going to talk about that yes. Rick you and I are going to talk about this 2324 transition what happened last year what's happening this year sure we think and then I'm going to do a monthly market update today too is that what's on my list yeah that's on your list that's okay. what you're going to talk about congratulations <laughs> now you know can I see it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, see, let's see what Rick's going to talk about um, and and uh, yeah I'm going to do a monthly market update for January now in December things got messed up so um we're going to do the monthly market update for December. After I'm just going to do that independent. We're just going to do one and put it on the on the grid. Uh, we're in our new studio, Yay. which is pretty exciting, uh, high above Summerlin. Yeah, you know, with some nice views. You, you see the blimp? No, I, I saw it on the news this morning. It was, it was just right at the stratosphere. Was that right? About Carly, go ahead and pull that shade up. Pull that shade up so we can see what's going on down there. I saw somebody post something about it, but I didn't see it either. Yeah, we should be able to see it. We should be able to see it down by. Oh, the, because it's here for CES, right? The convention center. Okay. It'll be down by the okay. convention center. Oh, yes, yeah. here for CES. Yeah, that'll be pretty cool. Anyway, yeah. So, so I think what we'll do is we'll get this this show on the road. Yeah, um, the monthly market update. Yeah, we talked about. Do you need okay. a login mine? No, 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 I was just okay. testing. Oh, okay. I was testing that for one of my... <laughs> Make sure you've got a mouse. I just happened to see it. Yeah, one of my... You're happy with crops? You're good? Okay. Like, Does this All right, work? Let's get this show on the road here. Then. Here we go. Starting segment one. Let me turn this down. Oops. It's about 88% accurate. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, wait. I need my book. Carly. I'm oh, sorry. I need my book. I don't have my book. Needs his notebook. Notebook. I'm no good without my notebook. Thank you. Okay. Get myself reorganized here. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Segment one. <clears throat> Welcome to our show. This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now, where we bring you the three E's. Educate, empower, and engage. We want to help you to make your real estate decisions wise ones for you and your family. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfeld of the Mullen Blankfeld Group at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and we have over a century of collective real estate experience. I'm a licensed agent here in Nevada. My NRED number is S.00 48897. On this program, we're dedicated to delivering timely, balanced truths about local market conditions. If you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me, 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702 702- 203-1165. Today we have some outstanding returning contributors. We have Rick Senemi here from Equity Title. Welcome back, Rick. Thanks for having me again. Glad to have you back. We also have Stacia Brain here from Old Republic Home Protection. Welcome back, Stacia. Thank you. Happy to be here. Glad to have you back. Stacia, I want to talk to you because, you know, Old Republic is 
Uh, actually, they've been doing this quite a while, but but they stand they stand a little bit different than some of the other companies. Let's talk about the difference between you guys and maybe some of the other companies out there. Absolutely. So I think that what a lot of people don't realize is when they go and they choose, and I think it's important to have options. So I'm not here to say, yeah. you know, it because people need to see what's different. But a lot of companies have per aggregate limits, right? Um, for a lot of things. And they have, and not that we don't have limits on certain things because we most certainly do, but on on top of those aggregate limits, and some of them are contractually wide. So um, I heard somebody has a was saying a newish company out here has a five thousand dollar aggregate. That's it. Period. After they spent so, that, they're done. Exactly. Right. And and not that that can be very beneficial with certain things, but at the end of the day, probably our biggest thing is an AC. Yeah. AEC systems. Right. And um, $5,000 today doesn't get you very far. An average system retail and and will get you, I mean, we're looking at 13000 on the low end right. of an AC system. And so the nice part about working with home warranties, but specifically Old Republic, is that we, we have negotiated rates to help keep those claim costs low. Right. So we aren't paying retail. We're ordering direct from manufacturers so that we don't have that markup. And that helps. <clears throat> Excuse me. That helps. But we also have no limit on how many AC systems a home can have that we cover. They just have to be residentially sized, so nothing over five tons. Right. And then there are certain specific, like if it's a hydronic, if it has extra coils. We do have limits on that just simply because we have limited service providers that can take care of those. But otherwise, if if somebody were to need three AC systems replaced at a time uh, and... I mean, we would that five thousand dollars is not going to go anywhere <laughs> near even the first system, right? And then you have, yeah. And let's face it, the systems systems are all installed at the same time, right. right? They're installed when the house is built. It's it's not unlikely that they all go out at a similar time. And it's especially if one goes out, then the other is working harder, Stressed. and so it right. just kind of is a domino effect. And so I have that really often. Um, So if it fails now, granted, we have different levels of plans so that there might be ones that cover permits and code upgrades. And there might be one that covers some carpentry modifications that that would not otherwise be covered. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. But we definitely take the lion's share of that system. And to me, not that other things aren't important out here. I mean, you want to have running hot water and you want (laughs) to have electricity. But in the summer, to not have AC... And to have to come up with thirteen thousand or what you know or twenty thousand right. dollars or whatever it might be is just not feasible for so many consumers. Oh yeah, brutal. I mean, yes. AC goes out. That's brutal. And let's face it, the main reason, like for me personally, the reason I have a home warranty system is to protect those big ticket items to protect right. me against that huge. Absolutely. You know, I'm not looking for you guys to cover every little thing that breaks. Right. Although I try. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I try to get everything covered. Right. Uh, but I understand it's not it doesn't cover everything. But but it's nice to have it to, to know that when it, if and or when my AC does go, that I've got that coverage and that's that's not going to be a huge out of pocket expense. It's going to probably be some expense, I'm sure. Sure. But not not. But that I'd crazy. rather pay even two thousand than. 13. 13. I mean, no goodness. doubt. No doubt. <laughs> As opposed to having something 
take two thousand off my thirteen thousand dollar bill. I'd rather have the two thousand out of pocket. It's it, a lot. It pinches, but it doesn't pinch quite as hard. There it is. That's right. <laughs> now you guys all uh, all of your call centers are here in the U.S. too. Yes, that's big. Yep, so we have two call centers: one in San Ramon, California, which is kind of East San Francisco Bay, and one in Charlotte, North Carolina. There you go. So you've got both coasts covered. That's good. Yes, for time zones and whatnot, it, it's helpful. So. Yeah, so whenever you're out there thinking about home warranty, first of all, when, when people convey house, when they, they buy and sell homes, very often we include have the sellers pay for a one-year warranty for the buyer just to give the buyer some peace of mind to know that at least those big ticket items are kind of covered for that first right. year. Right. And very often um, the, the agent's relationship with the company is the one that's brought to the table, but the buyer and the seller, they have every right to choose whoever they want. You know, it's, Absolutely. It's, and I, and I, as you're listening to this program and listening to the station talk about Old Republic, you might want to say to your agent as you're doing the transaction, gee, can we take a look at Old Republic? I'd like to take a look at their policy, uh, especially if you're a buyer. As a seller, you're probably looking at how, how cheap can it be? Because <laughs> right. I'm not going to file any claims because I'm gone. But as a buyer, you might say, gee, I'd love to have the Old Republic policy because I know that they're going to cover. They're, they don't have that huge $5,000 cap on what it might cost me that first right. year. Right. And I think that, you know, the other thing with that is, is even if the seller is contributing and, and they only want to contribute at the bare minimum cost, yeah, yeah. we have policies specifically. I mean, that's what we've been built on. We celebrate our 50th year this year. We are built on only real estate referrals. Right. They just started a direct-to-consumer program. Oh, did they? So you'll see on the website that it, there's a homeowners and then there's a real estate professionals. Oh, yeah. So the homeowners tab, it's less comprehensive, It you know, and right. it is a little more, it's more expensive. Right. So it's always best to go through a real estate referral to get the best package. Yeah. And then that being said, when, you know, say the seller is going to contribute 460 that's our base price right, for right. a single family home that's under 5000 square feet. Right. You can add the buyer and can upgrade always enhance it for up to 60 days after close of escrow. Oh, okay. So it, it it's even it doesn't have to be that day that you have to come up all of a sudden with 2 or 300 dollars more. Um you can, you know, you can maybe relax a little bit, get another paycheck after you've just closed on a new home right, and and right. still be able to upgrade that to make sure you're protected. Yeah. Do you guys do monthly payments after the first year? Um, the direct-to-consumer, oh yes, after the first year we offer, um, you can do three payments, you can do monthly or you can do annually. Okay, so we break right. it up anyway. And right, then, okay. the but the initial po- product, because we're built on real estate transactions, has to be a paid in full, even if it is a oh, yeah. referral and you're not going through a transaction. Right. Yeah, because a lot of times the seller's pay and that and they're not going to want to make payments ever right. to close the transaction right. so that makes sense yeah that makes perfect sense to me you know I, okay so look you're an insurance company absolutely that's it, what you it, guys yeah, are we're very let's, not, let's not pretend like, you're something other than no. that you're an insurance company <laughs> and insurance no insurance ever covers everything guys. right so now you kind of mentioned i mentioned that before just know that this is a policy that covers very specific things a lot of major systems in the house a right. lot covers a lot but absolutely just, just not everything guys and i like to say like i real story is last summer in may i don't know why i had three claims in may for acs that were all denied because new people had moved into a property and the previous owners had a dog run and the dogs had 
chewed up the stuff? Peed on the condensing units oh, and eaten through the coils. Ouch. That's not normal wear and tear. Yeah. So unfortunately, they were declined. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rick, yes. Rick, when you're hungry, you're hungry, right? Yeah. So when you, you got to go, you got to go. You got to cold. You got to rinse those things off, you know? <laughs> yeah. Clean up so, before they come out. Yes. That's right. Yeah. That's so right. it has to, you know, and, and that's another thing that we get a lot is where somebody will call in and it worked at the walkthrough, but it didn't work once they moved in. We don't have any teeth in the game before even right. at the walkthrough. It's not our policy yet. It's not, it, it doesn't, we don't possess that. Right. So it has to work at the time of possession. Right. So, you know, if it works for 20 minutes, good. then it worked. Yep. But if you say it didn't, it worked at the walkthrough, it's likely going to be declined. Yeah, I think that sometimes the house knows. Yes. <laughs> well, the house is like, wait, these are, this is different people here. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, move it out and move in is the hardest on the AC always, system, especially always. in the summer, because nobody's turning the AC off while they're moving in and out, and those doors are open, yeah. and it overworks itself while they're moving out, and then people move in, and it overworks, and two days later, the AC is just there not working. <laughs> hey, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. we got a lot more to talk about today with Stacia and with Rick, so stay tuned. Guys, we'll be back in just a moment. Good. That was really good, Stacia. Thanks. Do you guys Very cover Freon? Yes, and we have no per pound limit and no, and, and on all of our policies. Let's do that up. in the next segment. Yeah. I didn't want to ask it if her answer was no. Yes. So, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. No, let's ask that in the next yeah. segment. So, so. And I think we are, at least to my understanding, we are the only company that doesn't have a handling fee or a per, per pound. pound. Yeah, most of them are like, uh, I think it's ten, five pound or ten. Ten dollars a pound. Pick his mic up. Angle it up. Oh, no, no, right from the front part. This one. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Just like that. Perfect. Uh, Thank you. Professional now. There you go. I'm a sound guy. Now we can hear. Now we can hear you. I was talking the whole time. I know. <laughs> oh, that was you. Yeah. Son of a. All right. So I'm taking the mouse for a second, Carly. Okay. Um. Watch this. Let's see. Boop. Ah. <laughs> see, look at that, Rick. You're famous. Oh, wow. <laughs> I got to get it updated, though. Hey, was that your high school graduation picture? That's what I had a oh, little yeah. bit of hair. I'm throwing it out, though. Next, don't look that. You look that different. Uh, no. Really Next, I have, a, I have my own landing page. So I'll have, oh, do you? Yes. Oh, okay. I, should, I, I kept looking for it. I couldn't find it. It's my.orhp.com slash stationbrain. Yeah, you're going to have to send, send me yes, that link. I and will. then next time I'll have that up for you. Sweet. Okay. All right. So, yeah, we'll, let's jump in. We'll talk to her about Freon, and then we'll jump into you and I talking about um, property profiles, lean summaries, and chain of title. So, okay? Sounds great. <laughs> and, <laughs> wise guy. All right. All right, here we go. Segment two. Here we go. <clears throat> Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. With me now in studio, we have Stacia Brain here from Old Republic Home Protection. We also have Rick Senemi here, who's the Chief Operating Officer at Equity Title. Um, Stacia, I think Rick had a question for you about air conditioning. Go ahead, Rick. Yeah, my, my question, I know a lot of companies don't cover they covered limited on the freon what what is old republics so at this point as you know as this, of today as, as of right today. now <laughs> and, and our contract for 2024 is in print so at okay. least you know um we cover refrigerant okay um 
on a covered repair. So if there, because F, uh, the the EPA says that if there is a leak, we can't refill it, right? Because that's pollution of the air. Right. So we have to repair it, and then we will refill. We do not have a per pound limit. We don't have a handling fee. You know, last summer because I haven't had many ACs repairs in the last few weeks but yeah. um last summer uh the best pricing that we could find on refrigerant was 185 dollars a pound and so if somebody's covering ten dollars a pound and the average repair takes about eight pounds of refrigerant oh my goodness um we're talking you're buying a fa- almost a thousand dollar policy again and you're getting 80 bucks for credit yes <laughs> so um and and then oh, there's good. other companies that cover it but they'll have like a three to four hundred dollar handling fee to handle that refrigerant Which so just, just makes up for what they covered really exactly, exactly. and yeah. so we and that is on our entry-level policy our mid-level policy and our highest level so, you, so you've got them covered so that's yeah. great yeah again you're listening to this and you're saying gee I, I you know i'd love to talk to station about getting the policy for me First of all, Stacia made the point to you guys, if you order it through a realtor, you're getting a better deal. Yes, absolutely. Because they love their relationships with us because we actually That's what point made them us towards a clients. For right. yeah. 50 years. We point them towards clients. Now, you know, so if you if you guys are thinking about you you may want to get a policy, you may want to do something, reach out to me. Go ahead and text me at 702-203-1165. I'll then hook you up with Stacia and we'll see if we can't get you guys covered. Absolutely. Okay, very good. Thank you. Rick, I want to talk to you uh, just, you know. You and I love talking about this market, right? That's this, right. This is like we live for this stuff. Uh, I mean, we, you know, I wake up and say, I can't wait to talk to Harvey again about that's the market. The, that's my guy. There you go. Um, so let's talk a little bit just about, first of all, let's talk about from an individual standpoint how people can kind of look at their own property. And and I know that you, you provide this information to us as we're trying to do transactions, but the consumers out there, people listening to the show, they can get this information too, right? No, they can get everything that we have access to. Right. So, so property profile, which was which has what? Property profile. So property profile is a computer-generated document that basically goes out and we'll call it scrubs public record. Right. And makes it look very pretty in, in a presentable format. Yeah. And it basically says what's affecting the property, what's been recorded against this property. Right. Um, it, it doesn't have any type of trained individuals eyes looking at it it no. just says hey somebody hard data this. hard data here you go yeah um and in some instances depending on which property profile system you were to use right it may not pick up every lien either right that's so, why you guys do a separate we call a lien we summary. do a separate report called a lien summary and the lien summary is a report that is it, the property profile reduced from 15 pages to one page mm-hmm. and it lists everything that has been recorded against the property as well as a person actually looking, a title officer or a customer service person looking at the chain of title, um, what's been recorded, what's been released, who the current owner is, the vesting, right? how are they vested, which has been very important. Right. Because we're, we're running into a lot of um, <clears throat> probate situations where they, they thought they didn't need probate, but they did. Yeah. Uh, so we look at vesting first and, and their last recorded deed and any previous deeds at that time, too. So a property profile will not go back and look at did the... The mom deed it to the son or anything like that. They'll just show the current owner. Gotcha. So that's the first piece. The second is the mortgages. Right. How many mortgages are on there? When were they taken? How much are they? Um, right. Are they delinquent? Is there a notice of default filed? Right. Is there a notice of sale filed? Uh, was there a modification filed? Right. Or any type of forbearance? Then any liens or judgments okay. that are filed against the property. Depending on a lien summary, it, if the name is not too common, they can run the name. And see if there's any type of IRS liens. 
Um, normally, we need to have like the last four of social for that, but when we get that, if the name is not common, we'll run it. Yeah. Um, if your name's John Smith, you they're going to need a lot more information. There's like 4,000 pages of John Smith. <laughs> but if Smith your name links. is Stacia Brain, you're probably... We're probably <laughs> okay. Probably good yeah, we're probably going to be okay. On there you one. go. Nice. So, and then the last piece is that we, we run, there's about six questions on the lean summary that we ask and answer, right? So is there solar on the property or UCC? We ask if there's a UCC, and then in parentheses it'll say solar slash water treatment. Right. Those are the 95% of the times that a UCC is filed for, are for those two. And UCC, to, to explain to everybody, that's that's a filing for something that people have on your property that you don't own. You're, right. you're basically, someone else owns it, you're leasing it. It's personal property owned by somebody else that you are paying them for and right you eventually may own it but right at the current time you don't gotcha okay so mainly solar panels uh water treatment systems and then alarms would be the other one that's about a hundred percent of the time in residential what we see right yeah uh, as far as the uh, other questions are taxes delinquent hoas delinquent right um those questions we can see by recordings and the interesting thing is a lot of people think we have some magic software um, we have two things. We have a software system that is proprietary to the title industry. Right. But what that does is that organizes the data. Gotcha. Okay. We can get the same data from the Clark County Recorder's website. Right. And we can go there, and it takes about you know 25 times longer to do it that way. <laughs> right. But the data is there. Right? right. We can search person's name. We can search their property. We can search a lot of things. And anybody can. Anybody can. You can go to the go to the Clark County has one of the best website systems that I've it seen. Does. Yep. Go to the website. Absolutely. You have the assessor, the treasurer, and the recorder. Between those three sites, you can find a lot out about a lot of things. Yeah. So that is where we we're essentially getting our data is from the county recorder. That's where all the documents go to get recorded. We're just accessing it through a software system that is a little easier to use. And that website's clarkcountynv.gov. You have to say NV because there's other Clark counties in the United States. I, a, I made the mistake once. Of North Carolina. Just, just so doing Clark County. and There's a bunch. There's like, a bunch. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them in the Northwest, and there's, they're all yeah. over the place. Apparently, Clark was all over the place. He was, must yeah. have traveled around. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. But what? He was a traveler? It was, maybe. That's, His partner, Lewis. You know, <laughs> Lewis and Clark. Yeah. Those guys, right? They did expeditions or yeah. something? Yeah, something yeah. like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> or was it Martin and Lewis? I don't know. Is this, I don't know who it is. <laughs> could have been Dave and Lewis. about it in eighth grade, and I forgot. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, so but, but you guys organize it in a way where they can just say, hey, if look, guys, if you're listening to the show and you say, gee, I want to get this information on my property, uh, go ahead and text me. Text you know, text Rick's name. Text Rick to seven zero two two zero three one one six five. I'll put you in touch with Rick. He'll get you your file. He'll get you your file. You'll get your property uh, profile, lien summary. We do a if it's a consumer reaching out to us, and especially re- referral, and we know it's going to the consumer. We kind of yeah, we doctor it up a little bit to make, make it, it pretty. Look, make it look pretty. So we'll give them yeah. a property profile on the front. The, uh, after the property profile is a one-page lien summary, and then after the lien summary, we'll we'll pull the recorded documents too. Nice. So anything that's recorded, their last deed, all of that can go into the package. It's all public information, so it's not. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not it's like not, it's it's not secret. Nobody can find it, right? Um, yeah, if if you were so so just, if you were so inclined, you could go do it yourself by all means. You could go right to the recorder's office downtown. You could mm-hmm. get the document number, look it up, request mm-hmm. it, and they'll print it for you there. You'll pay them, and you'll have the document. There you go. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, whenever we're doing a transaction, we, you, you see why we like dealing with Rick because we can get this information quickly and 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 in a package that we recognize time and time again. And then we know when we, when I meet with a seller and say, "Hey, listen, I don't know if you were aware of this, Mister Mrs. Seller, but you have a mechanics lien on your property. Did right. you know that? Because a lot of times they don't know. Right? You know that, that you, hey, I paid that drywall guy. Why has he got this? Well, maybe he forgot to remove it. So let's right. go. Let's get that cleaned up." 
and let's 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 address this before we go to escrow and and, and try to sell your home and have to deal with it later. It, it happens all the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah, I, I would say if we do, we'll just say twenty percent, twenty five percent of the files that we close has some sort of title cleanup on it that could have been avoided. Yeah. And, so. and getting ahead of that will, will, will prevent you from slowing down a transaction, which is always kind of <laughs> yeah. challenging. You know, we sure. don't ever want to have to slow down a transaction because I know buyers are ready to move. They got the trucks ready. Yep. Sellers are gone. They're, you know, they right. need their money. So let's, let's get this deal closed and let's not have to worry about any last-minute issues uh, as a result of some kind of a lien that turned up. Definitely. Hey, hey guys, listen, we're coming up on the bottom of the hour. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. When we come back, I'm going to do a monthly market update for January 2024. It's hard to even say that, 2024. So stay tuned, guys. We'll be back in just a minute. Do you find that more on new, const- like homes that somebody moved in as a new construction and maybe there I got was the mouse, like, Carly. Uh, you know, like that it was left over from the builder that somehow attached to the home? No, most house. of the builder okay. stuff gets cleaned, um, okay. and unless it's a small builder. Okay, <laughs> if it's a, like, like the bigger builders, no. Okay. I mean, and there's a lot of things that happen up front where the builders are... They're giving indemnities up front. They're they're so I don't really need to do anything with camera Carly because we've got this right here, right? Okay, gotcha. How is that going to? I mean, curious. You still want me to? Still want me to do something or? (laughs) Because then it kind of covers it where it would be anyways. So what do you want me? You you want me to still still do the do the uh, offset with this camera here? What about trying it the other way? Yeah, try and just aim it like this. Keep going. I think we should do that. Do that? Okay. All right. Maybe a little bit more. <laughs> Good. Good? Okay. All right. Let's do segment three. Here we go. <clears throat> Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702 702- Two zero three one one six five. With me now in studio, we have Stacia Brain here from Old Republic Home Protection. We also have Rick Senemi here from Equity Title. He's their chief operating officer. And guys, I'm going to do the monthly market update for January two thousand twenty four. As I said, it's hard for me to even say twenty four. You know, the years keep going faster and faster. Yes. Is that? I mean, do you guys feel that? Yeah, not yeah. I mean, I'm sure at your age, they that's <laughs> well, there you go. They seem to be going a lot there quicker. You go. <laughs> Listen, yeah, yeah. I guess I deserve that. Um, anyway, so I'm going to do the, the monthly market update for January. Now, remember, when I do my monthly market updates, they're related to single-family home sales uh, because that's predominantly where I work. Not that I don't do condominiums. We do. Uh, and they're also, it's the data is really from December. This is the wrap-up December. When we say January, we're actually doing December data. So I'm going to start with uh, the report that I have up on the screen here. Again, this is charts on the radio, so guys, follow along with us. Um, Currently available, we have 4,069 single-family homes. We have 1,775 under contract. In the last 30 days, we've sold, closed 1,321, which means we're currently we have about three months' worth of inventory of single-family homes. And the average days on market is 40. It's going up a little bit. Uh, last month, the numbers are similar. They haven't changed yeah, that much. They're, they're pretty close across the board, maybe a little bit less in each category. Last year at this time, we had over 6,000 homes available. But interestingly enough, the rest of the numbers are very close to where they are used this year. But that means we had over um, we had four and a half months' worth of inventory last year at this time, where this year we only have three because we have essentially a lot less available. We have uh, about 2,000 homes less available now than we did last uh, January. That being said, I'm going to go into my next chart here, and where's my mouse? There it is. 
And this next one is our stack chart. This is the one I like to talk about every single month. Now, what this does, this goes back, this goes back all the way to 2000. And you can see that the year 2023, the whole year in general, was the worst year we've had since 2007. <laughs> and it goes back to the equivalency is like 2002 in terms of the, And when I say year, this is volume. This is not dollars, guys. This right. is not median price. This is just how many homes were sold month after month throughout the year. And that's what we're seeing here is we're seeing just that uh, compared over the last 20 years. And you can see just two years ago, we had a record year. And that's part of what I'm, uh, Rick, you and I will talk about this afterwards. That's part of what, this is partly a hangover from all that transition we had just two years ago. The next chart I've got is the median price. And I want to point out to everybody how flat this line is. Right. I mean, we go back to December 2021 on this one, and it was at 425. Right now, we're at 449,950. And that's like right around 450. If we go all the way back to like, look, all the way back here to August of 22, that's where it was, 450. So, we, so we've so we just been fluctuating around since then. Kind of flatlined. It really is. It's pretty flat. It's it's the same number clear across the board. All right, let's take a look at the next one. What do we got here? Okay, this shows um, demand versus available supply. You can see that back in 22, we had a lot more supply than we do now. But you see demand, demand is a little bit off too. It, it kind of peaked. You can see there's seasonality of demand. You see that? That's seasonality. That's 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 the way demand works. It gets a little more. We get a little more demand in the summer, a little less demand around the holidays. That's what you're seeing in that chart. The next one we have is now. This was an interesting one. This is the first time I'm bringing this one to the table. But this is closing trend by price point. I wanted you to see what happens over the years. Back in January of, of 2012, you had about uh, some, something just shy of 50 percent of the closings were under a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. And it wasn't land. No, this is this is this, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is this is residential and high rise. Right. Okay. Then when you go back to 100 to 250, um, you know, 90 percent of them were under 250 back then, and, and and you can see how that number just keeps shrinking in terms of where we are. Then 250 to 400, you can see currently, you're you're going up to about 50 percent with that one. And then 400 to 700, look at the swath of, of properties that that's taken. Of course, the million is, is much, much less. 700 to a million is much, much less. But that 400 to 700 has kind of taken over the majority of closings in terms of uh, residential real estate of right. late. Uh, I just thought this was an interesting chart and how it, yes. how it mapped it all out over the last several years. And then lastly, we have this line graph that I've created every month. I've been doing this one for about three years now. And you've got three different lines. You've got the sold homes which is right here, how many were closing on a monthly basis. And you see, that's, that's pretty consistent. That's, you know, it's, it went up a little bit in the summer, came back down a little bit in the winter. The yellow line is what's available. You know, we said last year we had you know, something shy of 6,000. It just says 50 to 600. And you can see that it, it's dropped off. It went up a little bit uh, in November, and now it's come back down. We've got about you know, 4,000 homes available. The blue line is just like that one we just saw. It's the median price. It's pretty flat, guys. Yeah. It's it's that 450 number. And it's just, you know, back here was like 425 back in February uh, a year ago. But it's 450 now. This, this to me, is maybe, to me, this I love this. And the reason I created this one, because I think these are the most three, import, three most important factors in residential real estate. What do we have available? How many are we selling? And what's the median price? Those are the three factors I think are most critical for buyers and sellers to be considering as they're talking about, uh, transitioning their homework or, or conveying their properties. Um, thoughts, Rick? What do you think? Well, I, I agree with you. I think when you look at single-family homes over the last 12 months, and even you look at 24 months, we had this spike You know, two years ago going into 2022. We were closing homes like crazy. Rates, yeah. started, rates started going up. And then it kind of flatlined down a little bit. 
But when you go back to this and look at the total closings, yeah. if you take the 2021 total closings and you stack them on this year and you probably have a little bit left over, it's going to fall in line with and, – and you adjust 2022 and 2023 with 2021. Right. They fall in line with 2018, 19, and 20. Yeah. Pretty flat. Yeah. So we, we sold a bunch of homes in 2021. And the other two years are now suffering for it. Now, not just because we sold all those homes. Interest day. rates had a big effect on Rate, that. Interest right, rates have, right. a, have a huge effect on it. But looking at it, when you go back to, okay, we said this is the worst year on record since 2007. Right. Well, look what happened after 2007. Boom. Yeah. Almost, I mean, that's almost a, a, a double. It's a little, Right. It's Went from 15 40, to 25. Yeah. Right. It's about a 40%. And any time that there was a bad year, we've never had in this market in the last, what is this, 20 years you have up there? Yeah. Yeah. There's never been two twenty three years actually two yeah. bad years in a row. No, never, no. never once. It's always seen. trending in one direction or another. It's always yeah. just trending. Yeah, and this has been trending down. And let's see, let's see if we continue to trend down. I don't think so. I think because interest rates are starting to soften, right. I think we'll see it come back up a little bit, and maybe we get back to a twenty twenty two level, or maybe even a little better than that. I, yeah, I think my opinion again, crystal ball. Yeah, we're just uh, guessing twenty. I think we do over twenty five thousand single family residences. Right. This there you year. go. That'd be uh, yep. That would be like 2022. That right. would be something. I think that number jumps up. Maybe not the 30,000. Right. But I definitely think it jumps up anywhere from between 25 and 30,000 homes. I think that's a great perspective and probably pretty realistic. I think, you know, we're already seeing signs of buyers uh, getting frustrated and tired of waiting. They right. just want to get back in. And I don't blame them. I mean, you know, you want to own a home, you want to be in the right home. Go out and get it. You know, yep. Just do the right thing. Because in April, you're going to be making multi, you know, or April, May, I think you'll. You'll be competing yeah. with so many more people. If the seasonality <laughs> of real estate kicks in, which does usually in April, right? Uh, people get tax returns. They have money yep. in the bank. They start buying homes again. If that happens, and interest rates come down a little bit, it's going to make inventory a problem again. Yep. Right. And we're going to have and multiple I mean, offers and all that stuff going on. And we're already on inventory issues now. It yes. must be worse. The other thing, too, is everyone says, you know, you have both sides of this really quick. You have the ones that say, hey, you buy the house now, and if rates go down, you refinance it, right? Yeah. And what's this? Would you uh, date the rate or yep. whatever? Okay. Buy, yeah, marry the home, date the rate. Yeah, marry the home, date the rate. And some yep. people are on the other side of it where, okay, well, what happens if, you know, rates go up and housing prices, you know, come down? Now you bought this house, and right. now you're upside down. It doesn't matter. Over time, you're because always Because yeah. you, you bought a payment. You didn't... You, Bought a house that right. you could afford at a payment that you could afford. Right. right. The, what you should be more worried about is your house going up and down is, did I lose my job? <laughs> right. Right. Because right. if I didn't, I can make the payment. It doesn't matter if I'm there. Maybe I have to stay there two, three years right. longer than I planned. No one's suggesting you buy a house you can't afford. Right. Buy Goodness what you can no. afford right now <laughs> yes. and then make it make it better later on as rates come down. And eventually they will come down. Maybe. Maybe they won't come down as much as you like next year, but maybe they do three years from now. Right, right. but you can still afford the payment. You bought it That's affording the, point. the payment. Right. That's right. And it's not – and hey, here's the good news, guys. The, unlike rent, the payment's not going to go up. Right. Right. You know, you're – A couple you, bucks here and there with – Taxes with and taxes. insurance. Insurance. Yeah, but, that's, yeah. But, that could change a little bit, but that's it. But so minor. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that, you know like we always said, rent is 100% interest. Yep. <laughs> you know, so, uh, hey, guys, we're coming up on another break. We're going to run a few commercials when we come back. we got a lot more to talk about. we got some interesting articles that came up in the paper this past week. So stay tuned, guys. We'll be back in just a minute. Is one of the articles you're going to talk about what I saw in the news yesterday that Clark County is going to sell um, affordable housing, but you don't own the land? No, I didn't I see saw that. that article. I didn't see. I didn't see that. Yeah, it was on. Yeah. I don't know if they printed it in print, but I know it was I saw on. it on Fox Five News, oh. and so they were they like th- single family homes, about two hundred seventy four thousand for a three bedroom, two bath with a land lease. 
You can own the land over time, but right away yeah. you don't own it. Yes, gotcha. but you still have to pay yeah. taxes. You on pay, it. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna pay the, the property it's taxes like, on taxes. it. It's like a land lease, but you. I think it's for like ten years. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If you're there for ten years, you wind up owning the land, and it's kind of one of those forgiven things. But I see. But you know, good. Then again, I, right. Anything to get people into the home. Absolutely. Yes. No, price, I agree. But the problem is, is the ten year thing or the five year whatever. No one yeah. stays in their homes that long anymore. Well, that's, that's the thing. That's the that's the issue, and they can't rent. You can't rent them. Okay, good. So right. you can't rent them. Right. They're, right. they're, you know, owner-occupied. Well, I like that. I mean, one so. of the things I am going to talk about, let's, let's, let's bring that up. Hedge funds. Oh. Yes, I am yeah, talking about hedge funds. <laughs> We're going to talk about this. I just read that. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I thought this was, this, you, I've, you've heard me talk about this before. It's similar. This is a similar circumstance. Yeah. And we're talking about Wall Street turning housing into a commodity. You know, that's, that's I think that's, it's an important topic. I think investors all have a good place in things, right. but... Stay in your lane. Yes. Stay in your lane, people. I don't know. <laughs> no. What lane? You know, anyway. All right, we'll do segment four. Here we go. <laughs> <clears throat> Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702 702- Two zero three one one six five again. That's seven zero two two zero three one one six five. With me now in studio, we have Stacia Brain here from Old Public Home Protection. We also have Rick Senemi here from Equity Title. Guys, I found this article in the paper, and it's a topic I've talked about before. Um, basically, how Wall Street has kind of a, a grip or a, a small hold of residential property here in Southern Nevada. Um, and in this article, Patrick Blenner has it from the RJ writes this thing, and he's talking about. These a couple of these major hedge funds trading properties, you know, one uh, Starward Capital Group sold 264 homes to a Dallas-based invita- Invitation Homes. So basically, they're just selling a, 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 a staunch of homes. A, 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 you might call it what they call it a uh, a tape. They call it a tape of homes. Okay. They're buying you know they're buying a, a huge piece of home and trading homes. The way I don't like them to be treated like a commodity. Right. I just don't right. like that. I don't like residential property being treated like a commodity. I hate the idea that we're taking away the most beneficial element of uh, financial growth for an individual and turning it over to big corporations, and they're t- and they're taking advantage of it and taking it away from individual people. Now, right. not this, not to say that investors don't have their place. You kind of made that comment before, right. Stacia. I agree. Right. They play an important role in, in residential real estate. But they typically will get money and turn around and sell. And we have such a market that's lucrative to them that they're holding on to them for so much longer and the average person is really struggling to buy a home because yeah. they're holding our inventory. Well, one of the <laughs> one of the one of the points that people make is that they're artificially inflating the price of homes because they that own too. such a big Now they don't own so much of our market that they they can control our market. They don't have that much of a hold, but they are growing. No, but right. I mean you, there's there's pockets that they can't control. Yeah. Just just like there's there was a a company in in town that was buying up a bunch of homes and they made it a point to, if they owned one or two homes in a neighborhood and a seller came on the market and was a little overpriced, they're paying cash. They were buying it. And the reason they were buying that home at the higher price is they just got a comp for two of their properties that are in there. So they inflated the, right. the value of the property that there way. There you go. So right. there's, there's different ways that they do it. These transactions that are being sold here, these are straight cash flow transactions. Clearly. These are, hey, I'm going to get this much a month right. over this time. This is my rate of return. And and I've I've basically limited my liability across now you know 290 homes to where 
I have a pretty decent portfolio that's that's spinning off money, and not even talking about the appreciation side of it as well. Yeah, I mean, when, in this article, they're, they're quoting some of the people, like UNLV's lead center for real estate, Sean McCoy, estimates investors, anyone who's bought 10 homes or more in the past five years, own approximately 15% of all single-family homes in Clark County. That's a pretty big number, but it's not enough to right. dominate the entire county. But your point is right, because we talk about real estate being local, hyper-local. Right. If your subdivision is is monopolized by a major investor, they're controlling your price. They absolutely. are. You're absolutely right, Rick. That's uh, that's a great point, and it's an important thing to understand. Now, how, you know, look, uh, this is a capitalist society, and I, I am for capitalism. I am for everybody going out there and trying to make as much money as they can, however they can. The one thing I, I don't like about this is the fact that it is inhibiting the ability for regular individuals to buy a home for themselves and make some financial progress in their own personal financial wealth. Exactly. That's my concern. Right. I, I don't want to see us lose that. Right. And and for me personally, you know, we talk about you, you were talking about before about the way you know when you buy real estate, you think about it for the long term. As an individual, you know, <clears throat> you know, I owned my home in two thousand six at a time when they we saw a dramatic reduction in price. And then it's it's come back over the years. So, so now I'm in a very good spot, even though I bought it at maybe the worst possible time to buy real estate. But I but now I'm fine. Not only fine, I'm great. Right. You know, because I've got a huge right. amount of equity. I've been paying down the mortgage over these years. And now I'm in a good spot. But I had to live somewhere. Right. You had to make a payment somewhere. I had to pay somebody to live somewhere. Why not pay off a mortgage company, buy down that principal? As the house right. appreciates, I end up doing so much better. Guys, listening to the show, I want you to understand something. This is not me saying that, look, investors, we don't want investors in our market. Because investors, truthfully, do. They, they play an important role. Sure. And oh. if you want to rent a single-family home, this may be your best opportunity to do it through these guys. Right. But I don't want them to dominate our market. I don't want them to get to the point where they control 35 or 40% of our market, where they are, in, in, in fact, having an impact on everybody's prices. And making it even more difficult for entry level home buyers to get into our market. Does that yeah, make sense? And, and yes. I think the other thing piece of this too that we're seeing is is since you know a couple of years ago when rates were low, everybody became an investor. Take Wall Street out of it. Every individual all of a sudden decided to buy and, and get into real estate. Yeah. You're seeing the individual leave the the investment world, the ones that, you know, didn't make it or weren't as serious. And now they're drawing attention to the Wall Street people that are are the ones. And and you're right, there's a place for them in the market. We I deal with a bunch of different hedge funds yeah. that are buying homes for individuals to live in. Yeah. You know, and, and they have the opportunity to buy that house. I love that. During that time that they're yeah, living there. Yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah. you know, we, we deal with, with people like that. We deal with flippers. We deal with people who are, you know, on the buy and hold or buy, rehab and hold. Yeah. So there are a whole bunch of them that, um, that we do. And, and sometimes, here's the thing. Investors distress properties. The only people that can buy them are investors. Indeed. The Indeed. bank's not going to go in and lend money on a house that's falling apart. And during the housing crisis of the mid two thousands, it was investors who saved us. Exactly. Yes. There's no yeah. doubt. Let's not. I mean, I, I want to give them their due. They came in, they bought houses uh, in huge quantities, fixed them up, rented them out, and then subsequently later sold many of them. And now some, some of them are hanging on and trading them, which right. is fine. But I just don't want to see it lose that ability as an individual. Any one of us lose that ability as an individual to be a homeowner. Right. I think that's just too important, and that's yeah, what the show's about. Right? right? Yeah. Your, your family's legacy. You're building financial wealth for your family and for future generations of your family. Yes. You know, all of the major wealth-building tools out there, all the, all the very wealthy, most of them made their money in real estate. Yeah. That's where it came from. There has been some political movement to try to thwart the effort of these people. Uh, Congress is trying to step in and say, hey, anybody who buys 10 or more homes, 
you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. I, you know, I think that's going to be a challenge. I don't know how you can do that. I don't I mean, think the, anything with tax right. penalties they, will be. Yeah, I mean, locally they did it though. Yeah, I mean, locally back in the in the in the crash when there was a lot of REOs. And yeah, they they restricted investors buying property yeah. for the first 30 days. Yep, that's right. Oh, that's so right. They, okay. That's right. That's, that's sure something that, I do love that. Yeah, that's something that could be put into place. But again, they they got around it. I mean, and, and rightfully so. I mean, they yeah. 30 days isn't a period of where you just overprice the house for 30 days and then you... <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it makes sense. Like, you, there's... Yeah, there. There. So, so the the bill was introduced by Adam Smith of Washington, U.S. Senator Jeff Merkley of Oregon. Both House Congress called the End Hedge Fund Control of American Homes Act of 2023. This bill would tackle the problem of banning hedge fund investors from owning a large number of homes by establishing a twenty thousand dollars federal tax penalty per single family home in excess of a hundred. So they're not saying as a company you can't own more than a hundred homes. Uh, I don't know how you can do that. That's going to be tough. That's yeah. tough to. First of all, why don't they just set up? You know, multiple f- companies, fifteen different companies to own exactly. hundred each. I mean, I don't know. I, to me, you're do. not really accomplishing much there. No, no. I mean, there's certainly a way around that easily enough. Very much. Uh, so. to create new companies and just do it. So, uh, look, how do we do this? The way we the way we do this is to get you guys out there who are listening to the program, all the people out there, get you know, be a homeowner. You know, jump in. Let's let's not let them do this. Let's right. let's fight fire with fire. Let's pay the right price. Get the house. Start building your own personal uh, uh, wealth through equity in your home and buying down your own mortgage as opposed to renting. Everybody out there who has that ability should be doing it. Absolutely. And and I, I can't preach that enough, right? <laughs> yeah. Why haven't you texted Harvey already? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yes. And I'd be happy to help you, by the way. I'd be happy to help you. That's By the way, that's what I do for a living. The radio show is a kind of a side hustle. You're not, <laughs> right. side, is that, we still say side hustle? The radio show was like the, the bread and butter. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. It's, it's the side hustle. Uh, can you say side hustle, Carly? Is that okay? You can still say that? All right. I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah. um, when we... When we um, when we talk about these things and, and we do this program, we do it for the benefit of, of the listeners to understand that real estate should not be something you're afraid of. We don't want you to be afraid of it. You know, it can be, it can be daunting. It can be but scary. it's so exciting and so rewarding. Yeah. Rick and I get so excited talking about this stuff. <laughs> we just get fired up about that stuff, man. We just love it. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I got to say, what a fun real estate hour. I got to thank Mark, our production director. Thank Carly once again for doing a great job. And thank our outstanding expert contributors today, that being Stacia Brain and Rick Senemi. You've been listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. I'm your host, Harvey Blankville. Next week, we'll have another fantastic hour for our guests. It's going to be John Ingram and Todd Cox. So that's a lender and a CPA. CPA, very pretty timely, guys. Think about taxes. <coughs> Excuse me. If you ever have a question about real estate or any of the topics we cover, just call me off there or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702 702- Two zero three one one six five. By the way, I love when you guys do that. Don't be afraid to text or call me. Give me a call. You know, I'm happy to take the call. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, LV Real Estate Radio. Like and follow us on social media. Our handle being at LV Real Estate Radio. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us this week. Remember, while we seek to educate, empower, and engage with you, we want you to learn, understand, and then act. We'll meet you on the radio next Saturday at 11 a.m. right here on 101.5 or 7.20 a.m. KDON. Well done.